Hi dear friends. My name is Elizabeth Akoyinle from Nigeria and I'm a sex therapist. Today I'm going to be talking about healing any day. Whether it's from a rape, whether it's from a sexual assault, from verbal abuse, domestic violence, self-esteem problems, whatever it is you're healing from, this class is going to help you know how to heal any day. One of the things we must learn how to do is acknowledge. And that's not something we are taught in school. And you're privileged if your parents taught you to acknowledge anything at all. Acknowledge that you misbehaved, acknowledge that someone hurt you, acknowledge that someone hurt you. Acknowledge that you're hurting any form of acknowledgement at all. Some of us grew up in environments where if you were hurting and you said, "Hey, my leg hurts. I hit it on a stone." You hear things like small thing, especially let me use I'm in Nigeria, so let me use Nigeria. If you hit your leg on a stone and be like, "Hey, my leg hurts." Everybody's like, "Shut up. It's just I know be just your leg." If you're in Nigeria, that's the kind of thing you hear. Ordinary stone where you just hit that kabeki kabeki. Do you? So you grow up in this environment that says, "Shut up." You grow up in this environment that invalidates your pain. You grow up in an environment that says, "Oh, it's not a big deal." You grow up in an environment where motivation is comparing you with whose life is worse than yours. Ah, uh, just this that happened to you. So so person had times three of that. I am not so and so person, and so the capacity to acknowledge. Pain, acknowledge hurt, is not something we grow up with. Unfortunately for us, it's a prerequisite to healing. You must acknowledge it. You must acknowledge the hurt. You must acknowledge the pain. Whether we accept it or not, hurts rewrite us. If you're offended with someone. you get psychologically distant from them emotionally distant from them you find yourself picking this person apart in that moment you are not your regular cool calm and collected self hurts rewrite us abuse of any form rewrite us a rape at 8 could change your sex life at 28 it's possible to get to 28 and not be able to enjoy sex because of something that happened when you were 8 what that rape has done what a sexual assault has done to you is it has rewritten your sex script as i've thought in some of my other courses So you must acknowledge that you hurt. You must acknowledge that this hurt has changed your response to life. It has changed your disposition. You're just coming out of a breakup. The next time you're about to get into a new relationship, you're cautious. You're extra cautious compared to the way you were in your first relationship. You're extra cautious. Should I try it? Will this person be saying, "What's the new person shows any sign that looks like what your ex used to do?" You run away completely. Why? It hurts has rewritten who you are. It has rewritten your response. And so acknowledgement is one acknowledging the pain, two is acknowledging that okay, this hurt has rewritten my response to things. And so if I must enjoy 
the new things I want, I must deal with this hurt. If I must enjoy new relationships, if I must enjoy a new romantic relationship, I must deal with the pain that came with my last relationship. If I must enjoy sex in my marriage, if I must enjoy sex in my, with my partner, I must of necessity heal from the sexual assault, a sexual abuse, a body shame issue I have. If not, it will transport itself into your bedroom. So for you to heal any day, it becomes important that you acknowledge under every circumstance, the abuser is wrong. Some people say women get raped because of the way they dressed. Well, there are countries where women are covered from head to toe and there are still rape statistics in those countries. There are environments where girls don't go out and they still rape them. There are environments where boys don't go out, they are left at home, their parents don't go out with them so they don't hurt themselves, they leave them with caretakers and yet their caretakers still sexually assault them. And so it is not your fault that an abuser took advantage of you, you must of necessity understand that the abuser is wrong. In acknowledging your hurt, you must acknowledge this person hurt you and it was not your fault. Stop doing this thing to yourself where you keep holding yourself responsible for someone else's misbehavior. If I didn't, what if I didn't date him? If I had not gone to that event, if she did not do this, if I did not do that, all of that blame game is not helping because it's not acknowledging anything. You must understand that your abuser, whatever was the cause of the hurt, was wrong. If it's a breakup, however, or a divorce, you must understand there's a part where you also contributed. You must be able to acknowledge the actual story. I would use my story, for example. My friend had called me and said, Oh, Lisa, bring 200 naira for me. I need it. And I took it there and he tried molesting me. That was the actual story. But for years before I healed, before I began my healing journey, I used to interpret the story as if I had not worn skirt that day, if I had not been gullible, if I had not tried to help someone even when it was uncomfortable for me. Now, can you see how the story looks different? When you tell the actual story to yourself, what actually happened? My nanny took advantage of me. The actual story. The actual story was I and my partner were unable to have conversations. The actual story was me and my partner were having unnecessary expectations from each other and this broke our relationship up. You have to be able to acknowledge the actual story. That's how to heal any day. Acknowledgements is the first step. It doesn't matter who didn't teach you acknowledgement. You must now teach yourself acknowledgement. You must now learn deliberately. Learn acknowledgement. Like I said, you need to acknowledge the hurt. You need to acknowledge that you are hurt. You need to, you need to acknowledge that this hurt has rewritten your response to life. You need to acknowledge that the abuser was wrong. And you need to acknowledge the actual story. Not your rewriting of it not your victim perspective of it no you have to tell the actual story hi welcome to healing in healing any day an important part of it isn't just acknowledgement after you have acknowledged the hurt what's the way forward healing like i would always say healing is a journey we will get to this soon for you to heal, there are certain things you must give up without a shadow of doubt. You must give them up. 
For example, environments that trigger you. If you are constantly around people who shame you with a hurt point, you can't heal. Say, for example, you were raped and your parents knew about it. Yet, they keep making you feel like you were raped because you were gullible or you were raped because you seduced the person. Ironically, it, it's painful. Ironically, we hear this from people who are closest to us. From people who are closest to us. And I have heard this version of the story not once, not twice. Where a lady gets abused and her family members are the ones saying it was your fault you were abused. It was your fault you were abused. They keep shaming you with it. This, the story was, if you were not abused, we would have collected your bride price. But because you are not a virgin, we will just give you off to a man. It's painful enough for the victim that they are dealing with internal shame, that they are dealing with internal regrets, that they, are, that they feel unqualified for love. It's more painful when the environment reinforces that feeling of unworthiness, that feeling of being less valuable. And so if there is an environment that reinforces your hurt, you want to make sure you are giving it up. If you can't leave the environment completely, can you find a way to get another environment where you can visit for strength? Perhaps you are still a teenager living with your parents. You don't have the financial capacity to move out of where you are, physical environment. Can you get an emotional environment outside? Friends who are supportive, a tribe that is looking out for you, that is watching out for you, that is holding your hands. That's how to heal any day. You must of necessity have an environment that helps you heal. You can't be in a toxic environment that reinforces your hurt. Healing Another step to healing is understanding that there are triggers. Like I said initially, environments. But what else triggers the memory of this hurt? What else brings you into this hurt? Triggers are good sometimes. Triggers let you know, oh, I've healed from this thing. When you've healed. But while you are still in the heart of the pain, in the in the hot moment of it, triggers can be very frustrating. If you're dealing with an addiction, for example, a trigger might make you go back to it. If you're dealing with a hurt, the trigger might reinforce your feelings of guilt, your feelings of shame, your feelings of unworthiness. And that's not something you want to do. That doesn't let you heal. It makes you keep going back in a loop. And because you're feeling unworthy, feeling guilty, feeling sad and shameful, you look for quick fix. And quick fixes are usually not helpful. Quick fi fixes are usually things like pornography. Quick fixes are things that give your brain instant gratification, that give you huge doses of hormones that should be built long term like oxytocin. I could feel sad right now and I know sex is going to release feel-good hormones. So I go and have sex with a random person I don't know. I just have sex with this, with whoever. It's going to release oxytocin in the moment. But in the long run, if that sexual activity was not something 
I would have naturally preferred something that would have aligned with my values. What would happen is I would have doubled the shame I was initially feeling or the guilt or the pain I was feeling before I even had sex. So in that moment, sex is not a solution. So you want to avoid triggers, everything that triggers that memory. Is it an environment? Is it a person? Is it a conversation? Is it a cloth? Is it something as little as clothes? That's why when people break up or they divorce, you find out they do things like burn their ex's clothes. I'm not saying you should burn anything, please. But you find people do stuff like that. What they're trying to do is take away their triggers. They don't go to specific places where they used to go with this person until they feel they're emotionally strong enough to now handle those memories. So as much as possible, stay away from your triggers. Welcome to Vulnerable Again. In order to heal, a point comes where we must be vulnerable. Because vulnerability is how we connect with people. It's how we connect with community. So if you say, oh, I was hurt once, I will never do that thing again. I will never be so nice. I will never do this. I will never do that. What you've done is build walls, walls, walls all around. And so you don't enjoy connection. When people say things like men are scum or women are bitches, one of the things I'm quick to ask is how many men do you know? How many women do you know? Because even if you know a hundred women, there are over seven million people out there. Even if you know a hundred men, there are over seven million people out there who are both men and women who could be great friends. So that a friend hurt you, a friend broke your boundaries, a friend disrespected your person, doesn't mean every other person cannot be your friend. So in order to heal, you must allow yourself to be vulnerable again. And that is scary. Now the question is, how do I get vulnerable? So whom would I be vulnerable? I've already told you why. You need to be vulnerable. And now when I say vulnerable, I don't mean vulnerable in terms of defenseless. I'm saying vulnerable in terms of openness. To be vulnerable means you are susceptible to attacks. But the truth is, community and friendships is about being susceptible sometimes. The people who know you have information that could be used against you. The people who know you know stuff about you that they could use to hurt you the people who know you are the ones who can hurt you the most because they know you the most they have more details so lisa why would i want to put myself in that position because you need people you need community you're a social being the actual question i should be asking you is who are you vulnerable to so people have this very interesting habits where sometimes they have really painful things to say and they're not sure who to tell. So they meet a total stranger and just throw it out there and then they move on. But if you have to, if you have consistent issues like healing, consistent problems you're healing from, it becomes important that you have someone to do that with every time. So, have you found someone? Who is that person? When you're done talking to that person, what do they do with all that information? 
This is where a professional comes in. My friend Oratindidi of the Onboarding International said, you don't go about stripping naked on the road. If you do that, we will call you mad. You can't be vulnerable with every person. Every person doesn't deserve to know your secrets. Every person doesn't deserve to know your vulnerable spots. Every person doesn't deserve to know your truth. Yes, we say speak your truth. Speak your truth. Everybody doesn't deserve to know it. So people are looking to pull you down. Not because they have any issue with you. They are just sad in themselves. They are hurting in themselves. And they'll hurt other people. You want to make sure you're telling your truth to someone who can help you. Like a therapist, a counselor, someone who is watching out for you. Someone you can find solutions with. Especially if you are healing. I would come to the place of your regular community. But a professional is one of the people you must. Emphasis on must. Be truthful, open and vulnerable with. If you walk into my office and you give me bits and pieces of the story and I can't pull it together, I can't help you. I can't give you per- right diagnosis. I can't help you heal. I can't help your actions. So you must of necessity be open to your professional. Then secondly, whom you should be open to? People who are watching out for you. People who are watching out for you. Not just anybody. People who are watching out for you. People who have your back. People who would go out of their way to make sure you don't do something stupid. People who care about you. And I'm not just talking in terms of family friends. Family family members. I'm not just talking in terms of family members. I'm talking about your friends. Also, I'm talking about creating an emotional tribe. People who would hold you. People who would support you. People who make sure the days you are weak, you don't jump off the cliff. Many of us don't have those kind of communities. You know why? It's hard work. Being truthful with someone consistently is hard work. It's something you have to make up your mind to do. So in your hurting phase right now, I believe you're hurting about something and need to heal. That's why you're listening to me. You need people. If you've been isolating... It's not going to help you. Isolation is good every once in a while to reboot, to refresh. It can't even be isolation. It can't be utter isolation for it to be helpful. You need that break every once in a while. But if you've been isolating from people, from community, from friendships, from love, from every kind of social community, from every kind of friendship, that's a problem. Because you need people. You need people to fill your love tank. In order to be vulnerable correctly, you need what I call a spine of steel. Having a spine of steel is not forming hard to get. You know this, I ask a lady out, or a guy asks me out, I'm like, I'll think about it. When in natural sense, I'm not. I like him. I'm just, I just want him to work hard. That's not what I mean by spine of steel. To have a spine of steel is to have structure. Your spines are not scattered. They have structure. Are they flexible? Yes, but they have structure. 
if you bend your back you can bend backwards a bit even if not completely and some people can bend backwards completely but it doesn't mean their spines are not working no it has structure even with that measure of flexibility what many of us do is because we are trying to be vulnerable we're trying to be open people we are disorganized we don't have we don't place value we don't place premium on ourselves so once we play hard to get and this person comes in then we are fine no i saw a funny quote years back that said a person tries hard enough to break your walls or to climb over your walls is the person who is deserving of your heart last i checked thieves are the ones who break walls and climb into people's houses through the fence regular people come through the door so do you have a door and do you use it do you open it for people to come in you must have standards what are your personal values who keeps that values who shares those values with you those are the people you should be working with who is watching out for you who wants you to heal are you in a community that that is bonded only by trauma where you people argue on whose life is worse than the other if that's all you have then you're not going to heal anytime soon to have a spine of steel is to have your values have what you will not bend for that it doesn't matter how fine this man is if he doesn't keep value abc i will not date him so that i don't get into the kind of relationship i had the last time if i meet a man who is unnecessarily aggressive I won't date him so I don't end up with someone who beats me up like my last relationship. If I meet someone who is emotionally manipulative like A, B and C, I will not date them or I will not be around them. I will not be friends with them. That's value. That's not playing hard to get. That's value. So, have you had values or have you been playing hard to get? That would affect your healing journey. I hope this helps you. You've been listening to me talk about healing any day and I'm going to be ending this module with healing is a journey. You could see your therapist judiciously, have a community of friends who are always watching out for you. Be honest about what you're going through. Cry when you feel like it. Experience all the emotions that come with it. and still not be healed in one month because healing is a journey one of my favorite examples of illustrating this are two ladies i know one of them left a bad relationship and she was engaged by the following month and she's been married for 4 years and her marriage is fantastic and the other person left a bad relationship and didn't date for 2 years none of them is better than the other none they just have different ways of handling things the sooner you have patience with yourself the better for you you must learn to hold yourself in every moment and be gentle with yourself and hug yourself You can't always fast forward how you feel. You can't always fast forward the process. I remember losing my father in 2019 and um 
I wanted to fast forward it after I'm a therapist. I know my way around this thing. I have an idea. What step? What what level? What routines? Blah, blah, blah. And my friend Tolusha Francis said to me, Lisa, you can't fast forward this. When he said it, I knew what he was saying, but I don't like it. I want this phase to be over. But the truth is, healing is a journey. If you're dealing with an addiction... You might have relapses. If you're hurting, you might find yourself wanting to go back to the source of your pain. You left an abusive partner and you find yourself wanting to go back to them. Relapses. It will happen. It doesn't mean you're stupid or you're silly. It just means you're human. You must be patient with yourself and be deliberate about sticking to your healing journey am i saying go back no i'm saying you would feel the urge to i'm saying feeling the urge to is natural i'm saying your relapses would come decide to stick to your healing journey and you might not have enough strength enough willpower to do that that's where your friends come in. That's where your tribe come in. That's where that community I was talking about comes in. That community you were building. That emotional community. That emotional support group. That addictions anonymous group you go to. That counselor you talk to. That therapist you talk to. This is where they all come in. Making sure you have enough willpower. Enough strength. To withstand the journey. You might, you might find out your triggers no longer affect you in a month. It might be six months, it might be one year, it might be six years, but eventually you will heal. So in order to heal any day, in any day you wake up and say, oh, I want to heal from A, B, and C. You must know you need to acknowledge. You must give up toxic environments and people. You must decide to be vulnerable again. And you must understand that healing is a journey. Thank you so much.